Welcome to the Good Word Podcast, a sermon podcast from Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Missoula, Montana, a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. We follow the Revised Common Lectionary, a series of selections from Scripture for each week in the church year that is used by many Christian churches around the world. I'm Pastor Molly Sasser Gaynor. And I'm Pastor Rebecca Cochran. Thanks for joining us on this podcast. Connect with us in person at 10 a.m. on Sundays or digitally at imluchurch.org. We're also active on Facebook and Instagram. Through the month of October, we will be celebrating Emmanuel's 125th anniversary. If you tune into our live stream, you'll hear scripture and sermons that help celebrate Emmanuel's ministry all month long. Today, Pastor April Jordan shared the good word with us to highlight one of our branches of ministry, creating community care and connection. Pastor April was pastor at Emmanuel from 2002 to 2013, and we're grateful that she returned to celebrate this 125th anniversary with us. The good word this week comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 26, and is not from the Revised Common Lectionary, but was chosen to help us celebrate creating community care and connection. Here's the reading from the NRSV. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all of the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but many. If the foot were to say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear were to say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those members of the body that we think less honorable we clothe with more honor, and our less respectable members are treated with greater respect, whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member, that there may be no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Dear friends in Christ, thank you for inviting me to be a part of your 125th year anniversary celebration. Truly, 125 years is a gift and a work of God through and in you. 
And I appreciate that I was given the gift of being your pastor and uh, in the past, and now it is good to be with you for this celebration. When I was a kid, my three sisters and I would buy bubble bath and uh, a box of chocolates or, or a coffee mug for my mom for her birthday. And once before her birthday, I asked her, I said, Mom, what would you like for your birthday? And she said, hmm, what I most want for my birthday is that you girls would get along with each other. Now that's a tall order for four sisters who are two years apart. And yet that's what God wants from us, too. Psalm 133 says it, how good and pleasant it is when kindred live together in unity. I like the way this verse is put in the Message Bible. How wonderful, how beautiful, when brothers and sisters get along. Boy, this getting along with each other in our homes and churches is prized. And it's no wonder we need to look at how we get along. Because there's no such thing as a solitary Christian. There's no such thing of us just living in a bubble and going through life in a bubble. No, like it or not, we need each other. We need to rely on each other for various things in order to survive well in this world. In the passage from 1 Corinthians 12, which is on the body of Christ as community, two erroneous beliefs are addressed. The first is this belief, I'm not really needed. Sometimes we think that when we look around at us at other people in the community and we think to ourselves, Boy, they are really great at what they do, but who am I? I'm not really needed. That's one belief. There's a second belief, and that is this one. I do not need you. That happens when we think that someone else is not necessary for the community. Probably they rub us the wrong way, and so we think to ourselves, they bug me, so they must not be needed. Well, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12 that both beliefs are wrong. All parts of the body are needed. You are an important and essential uh, part of this body of Christ, and the body will not thrive or be fully healthy without you. People need people. God created us to live in community from Adam and Eve on. And we need each other. I have an Oli and Lena story. Oli and Lena were driving along in their old pickup truck. Lena had a forlorn look on her face, and she turned to Oli and said, We never sit by each other anymore. Oli replied, I haven't moved. Well, within this community, Jesus hasn't moved. We move away from Jesus at various times in our life, but his presence and activity are always at work in our lives. Sometimes it is uh, the case that we just think, wow, I, I 
didn't know Jesus for a long time in my life. But you know what? Jesus knows you, and Jesus loves you. And in this community that's been around for 125 years, Jesus hasn't moved. The vision statement for Emmanuel is this. You are called to be a caring, compassionate, and diverse congregation that is spiritually nourished by Jesus Christ and reaches out to the community at large. We are spiritually nourished and claimed by Jesus Christ. And that being claimed for the community begins at our baptism. Our son-in-law, Aldo, is married to our oldest daughter, Kirsten, and they live in Baltimore. And Aldo is an artist, both by his schooling and in his background. And for his job, he works as an artist, as a tattoo artist. And having that art background has really made a difference in how his tattoos turn out. They're, they're artistic. Our daughter, Britta, was given her choice of a tattoo for her birthday from Aldo. And so on the inside of her arm, from her wrist to the elbow, she has a cello bow tattoo. Well, that really says a lot about who she is. She's out in Santa Barbara now getting her doctorate in cello. The cello is her passion. And so it's no wonder she wants to express her passion through a cello tattoo. It's part of who she is, a big part of who she is. Well, I have a tattoo also, and so do each and every one of you who are baptized. It's on our foreheads, and it's the cross. It's a water tattoo in the shape of the cross, and it alone informs who we are, what our passion is in the world. That baptismal tattoo that you have on your forehead reveals your true identity as a beloved child of God. You belong to God. And when we see that cross-shaped tattoo on each other, our relationships are transformed. So often, we make our relationships around, oh, how somebody talks, or what they look like, or what their political background is, how they dress, who their friends are. We make our relationships centered around these things, and they're important. But when we see that baptismal water tattoo in the shape of a cross on each other's foreheads, we are transformed. Henry Nouwen says this, Indeed, once we deeply trust that we ourselves are precious in God's eyes, we are able to recognize the preciousness of others and hear their unique place in God's heart. Indeed, a community of faith flourishes when we view one another through that tattoo because then we begin to see how God is going to work in and through each of us and in and through the person I know in this community. Oh, how wonderful, how beautiful when brothers and sisters with a water tattoo proclaiming their baptisms get along. And I know it's not 
been without struggles, this getting along. Because as the baptized, we are deeply in need of God's forgiveness for our sins. That's why we always start our worship with the confession of our sins. We arrive and we say, I am a sinner. And then we are a forgiven sinner through God's grace. The baptismal font is right up front every Sunday. And it's there today, and I invite you to dip your finger in water. And if you're at home, dip your finger in the water from the faucet and trace your baptismal tattoo in the shape of a cross on your forehead. And as you do, say to yourself, I am God's beloved. I am God's forgiven child, and I am gifted as part of this community. May God continue to uplift and bless you, this congregation, your leaders, and your pastors with grace, wisdom, and courage as you live out your baptismal calling to be God's people, reaching out to the community at large. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Good Word Podcast. And thanks for joining us in celebration of Emmanuel's 125 years of ministry. Be sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. We'll be back next week with another good word. Until then, many blessings to you.